So, hello, Nicole, and I want to welcome you to the Workforce Show, and it's very, very uh, exciting to have you be our first guest on the podcast series. And, Thank you uh, so much for having me. It's our pleasure, we're sure. And uh, I chose you because your boss told me to. No. <laughs> <laughs> He, he couldn't speak enough about you, speak highly enough about you. And he said, you know, everything, I, I'm going to save this for you to tell, but he was he was waxing eternal. And uh, so I thought, oh, well, we'll go for her, her first one. But I have found since then that you are a very, very interesting woman, and a very, Thank you. very exciting stories to tell, and uh, and beside that, you're young. So if so, first of all, I would like you to meet our listeners. This is Nicole Eichmann. Eichhoff. Eichhoff. I mean Eichmann. You're fine. Uh, Eichhoff, and she works for Science Logic, and uh, so I'm I've. Going to to start off the conversation with her, but I'm going to let her tell her own story because it's so interesting, and uh, and I think um, worth hearing. And for anybody who is thinking about changing jobs or getting into a career field in technology that they had no no experience in before, she has the stories to tell. So welcome. Thank you so much, Cindy. It's great to be here. So let's start off by telling us. Uh, where were you born and do you have any brothers and sisters? Sure. Yeah. So my, um, I am from, uh, everywhere. I was a military brat. I was born in Dayton, Ohio, um, but only lived there for two years before my family moved me all over. Um, I was raised mostly in, um, in Virginia, Yorktown, Virginia, um, where the history comes from. (laughs) We heard about Yorktown, right? (laughs) Yes. And um, so I grew up a history buff with my brother, who was just two years my junior. And um, we're a very close family. Um, My parents still live there. My brother still lives there um, with his wife and two dogs and my my fur niece and nephew. And um, we had a really interesting childhood there. Um, Really got us into being curious about everything. Well, you said your father flew. Uh, was he in the Air Force? Or? He was in the Air Force. Because uh, he, he was stayed in he Ohio. B-1 Bombers. Uh, the coolest B-1 plane Bomb- in the world. Oh, really? B-1 Bombers. I haven't heard that since the Second World War. <laughs> the movies. Was B-52s, it? maybe. What? B-1 bombers were developed um, about 28 years ago. 28 years ago. Wow, and he flew them. And, and he was one of the, the pioneers in that in that project. Did he have to land on ships? No. B-1 bombers are too big for that. Okay, because I know Yorktown is it's close the to Langley Newtown. Air ba- the Langley Air Force Lang- Base. Okay, Langley Air Force Base. Yep. It also, it's a huge, that Tidewater area is just full of different naval bases, naval bases. marine bases, just uh, joint naval bases with other, it's, it's a lot, but he was stationed at Langley. Okay, so there you are, little Nicole's in Yorktown, in the midst of a happy family. And so, when where did you go to school? Um, well, I went to school um, in two places. So uh, the first time we lived in Virginia, we I went to Trinity Lutheran, and then I came back and went to York High. But I took one year off um, to uh, go to Washington D.C., where I would 
later return, um, but we'll get to that later. Um, I, it was in 2001, 2002, um, my junior year in high school. And uh, that may sound familiar to you, that date range. My very first day of work was actually 9-11. 9-11. So that made a lasting impression on you, didn't it? It, it very much did. It very much did. But it was an honor to um, continue to serve for second semester. Um, and well, I'm sorry, what did you do in there? I was a page. A page. I was okay. a U.S. congressional page. Yeah. Yep. Very good. And so you were here uh, during 9-11? I was. For your first time. And so after a year, you went back home and finished high school? I did. I went back and I finished high school. And uh, then I went to James Madison for a year mm-hmm. and um, played a bit of tennis. And uh, then I transferred to the University of Virginia. And that's where I had a junior year abroad. So continuing with the junior year somewhere else theme, uh, my junior year, or actually not the junior year, it was actually my senior year. My junior year was the plan and it didn't happen. So then I ended up doing it my senior year and I um, went to Spain. You went to Spain, and yes. that's where the story begins, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we will save that for you to tell later on sure. as well. Um, so James Madison, I, I know because my brother went there Yeah, as, as James Madison, but uh, you've had a very, very interesting background in high, all the way to high school, and, and you, you were, what did you want to do? Why, why were you a page? I was a page because I was really passionate about um, my local congresswoman. She was a um, very uh, passionate businesswoman, and um, she was incredibly passionate about helping other small businesses to uh, to grow and to strengthen. She was very passionate about um you know, uh, just local ordinances and stuff like that, things that most people would find boring, but she knew how it affected small businesses. And um, so when she ran for Congress, I was only 16 years old, but I joined her team. I said, I, I, I can't vote for you, but um, can I join your team? And 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 I did. So I campaigned for uh, the late Joanne Davis of the 1st District of Virginia. And the late, the late she, she's no longer there. Yes, okay. she uh, she she passed away several years ago uh, from cancer, unfortunately. But um, when she got to Congress, she uh, was given the opportunity to recruit a page, and she called me. So where did you live? You weren't even graduating. They had from a high pa- they had a page program school. Like okay. we, we, yeah, we had a school. <laughs> we went to school in the that. top of the Library of Congress. That was our school. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Very early mornings. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, I learned something new. Where pages go, <laughs> where pages go to work. Yep. And I, I have a, a friend whose son was a page, but he lived at home, and, oh. and he was a page. So, so after after high school, yes, and you went to college at James, James uh, Madison to begin with, and then you went to UVA. So why did you transfer to UVA? I always wanted to go to the University of Virginia. and um, Was it so all that you expected? It was not what I expected, to be honest. I, um, I, I wanted to go there for a very, very long time, and it was the school that I had wanted to go to uh, for a number of reasons. I, I was interested in international business. I was interested in the strong liberal arts kind of um, – 
school with the history and, and in particular, the thing that attracted me most to the University of Virginia was the honor code that they have. The honor system is um, highly regarded there and ancient and also um, pretty sacred to most of the students who go there. And so um, when I did transfer over and go to the University of Virginia, I joined the the honor system as a as an educator, I helped people learn about what the honor system history was and how how to help follow it. Yeah, it's a it's a very good school, and a lot of people want to go there. Uh, not people who don't live in Virginia and wish that they were here and going there, but uh, so that's good. So you graduated from uh, from UVA, and then what? Well. Like I said, I had spent um, uh, some time in my senior year in Spain, um, and I fell in love with Spain, and I also fell in love with someone in Spain um, who would then uh, later play a very large uh, role in my life as my uh, future husband. So um, when I graduated, I went uh, right to work trying to get into a master's degree there. And uh, I did. I studied international migration and uh, labor markets in um, Valencia, Spain. What? International uh, migration, migration of people but and labor people. markets. Okay. So um, studying why people go different places for work. And did you have an answer? Did you come up with an answer? We did lots of models, yes. Um, I did my capstone on um, south-north migration from um, Africa to Spain and comparing that to Mexico and the United States. Um, and, uh, that's, that really got me into modeling. It helped me to really reinforce a lot of the economics. By the that way, I, it's modeling with numbers, not herself. She didn't model herself. Yes, yes, Although, modeling well, with she's numbers. She's attractive enough that she could model herself. Oh my goodness, but, I'm blushing now. <laughs> right. But uh, we're talking about data analytics, data science. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it helped to reinforce that economics background that I had at, at UVA. So, um, you know, I was really into that. And I was also very interested in the, the refugee experience and how uh, refugees experience their, their new lands where they, wherever they land. Um, and so I was really passionate about that. But when I graduated um, in 2009, it you might know that date as well. Um, the the financial crisis, the worldwide financial crisis, was still in very full swing, especially in Spain. Um, and at the time, we were actually living on a small island in uh, the Canary Islands, right, right in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And um, we lived there for a year. We were very happy, and it was so fun. Um, but I, I got restless, and I really wanted a job. And um, so my husband agreed to um, come with me to the United States, and we moved to Washington, D.C., um, well, actually Arlington, and I worked at the Washington, D.C. Women's Business Center with Samira Cook Gaines, and she um, became one of the shining stars in my life as far as mentorship is concerned. She taught me how to um, really grow into my professionalism, and she taught me confidence and um, why you should always have heels at your office when you work right in front of the White House, for example. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was she was fantastic in every way. Um, and a lot of my career grew out of the things that I learned um, helping women to start and grow businesses with her. So you've had a lot of women who have influenced your life and your decisions. So many. I mean, obviously my mom, uh, Jeannie Eikhoff. She's an artist. Yeah. She... Um, 
is she used to be a graphic artist, um, and when she moved to Virginia, she started focusing more on her former background, which was fine art and um, and painting. And she is pretty famous in in the Yorktown circles for her uh, for her depictions of the Yorktown buildings and landscaping and stuff like that. It's beautiful. Um, Ikeside.com. And um, yeah, she's she's the first and most important influencer of my life, of course. And later I would meet women who were actually closer to my age that became really big uh, influencers in especially the the career transition that I ended up making into data science um, after helping women, primarily women, to um, start and grow businesses for almost a decade. Mm -hmm. So the transition, uh, you were always, I mean, I didn't realize this, but you were always involved in modeling, (laughs) modeling uh, data data analytics, weren't you? I mean, so it wasn't so much a transition as a movement uh, forward. Is that it? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you said I was young, but let's be very specific. I'm 35. That's young. <laughs> and um, so I had a I had a career where I did uh, a lot of business development work where I would help women to um, really get into the business planning pieces of how to construct their businesses. Mm-hmm. A lot of that had to do with market research and crunching the numbers and doing predictions for what um, kind of um, financial you know, plans they should put together and how their loans would kind of work out depending on what kind of interest rate they were trying to go for or what size loan they were trying to go for looking at debt to income ratios. So I've always been a sucker for the numbers, but you're right. um, The data modeling has always been part of my career ever since all all the way back to my degrees at at UVA. Um, And, you know, math is a friend that's always been there. Um, sometimes we fought a little bit, maybe, um, and, uh, like in, in my grade school years or something like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that, um, data really has been a a through line in a lot of the things that I've been most passionate about, no matter what it was I was studying or, or working on, you know, refugees, migrants, um, women starting businesses, everything, the data has always been um, really important to me. As a fact, uh, I actually built a small database when I was at one of the women's business centers I worked at, the one in Washington, D.C., that just to be able to handle the the number of clients that we were, that we were receiving because databases were expensive at the time. Even even just even just ten years ago, the databases and were really expensive. That database that you, you created for your clients or for this? No, it was for us. It was for it was for the Women's Business Center to be able to better tell our story about our success. So, how many women have made yeah, money this right. year versus how many have lost money? That's what I meant. Those women who were telling you have a database of women, and in, in the da- within the database you have different offshoots of um, right, and that's. Right. Pretty much like we were discussing earlier, that you how you do data analytics and how you build right. uh, models based on the data that you get, but but you have the ground floor experience of collecting the data. Oh yeah, collecting it and and using it, right? Analyzing yeah. it and trying to figure out what does this mean? Mm-hmm. What what story can we tell with this data? Uh, so you weren't always, or were you? I wasn't even sure. Were you? Interested in, in data and in math when you were younger? I think 
I think maybe science is and the science. thing that I was more um, proud to tell people that I was into. So uh, science was always my favorite subject, except for chemistry. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so science. And, and so and, and from data migration, I mean, from studying migration sure. to... Yeah, to, so, uh, I mean, one thing that, we got, that we've got to remember, I think, is that, you know, even when, even just in 2007, 2000, you know, when I was in college... Data science was not a degree that you could get. Uh, very few people even had the term data scientist didn't even well, come along it, until what term I was. Did they use before then? They didn't. They um, usually, <laughs> um, data scientist is actually a relatively new thing. Um, machine learning is probably the closest that you would get. So machine learning and people who wrote algorithms and stuff like that go well back to the seventies. And, you know, some of the algorithms that we use today were invented, you know, 30, 40 years ago. So that's um, that's really interesting um, and probably another story for a different day. But um, I think that as far as it being a career field where um, businesses and leadership in businesses knew what to do with a data scientist. Mm -hmm. Right. And knew what to do with someone who had who could use those algorithms and tools and and code bases, uh, that wasn't really a thing when I was um, starting my starting my my college experience, and pretty well after I graduated. Um, it's really kind of exploded in the last, you know, like five years or so. Um, although there were data scientists before, usually they were machine learning experts or some other title. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. That you know. Today we, we we are comfortable using terms that existed before, but weren't called that. Right. And so everybody's everybody in science and in data and in any aspect of data analytics says, "Well, we've always used this." Right. You know, why? Why yeah. is it so new? It, it is new because you're valued for what you know and and how right. you put the grease together. And so you were working for for the women's uh, groups and, and 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 helping women understand their options and uh, then you went to work for whom I forget well so then I uh, decided to make a career change so I um, kind of hit the um, you know a, a, a job title that I had been aspiring to for a long time um, ever since I had started in Washington DC I was like yes I'm I'm a director of a women's business center and I'm so excited to finally be able to make you know this kind of impact on on women's lives and uh, while I'm very proud to say that we you know trained me thousands of women we um, me we mentored and counseled hundreds um, and that I think that we actually made a really big impact um, while I was there. Um, sometimes your passion, uh, you find out that something that you're passionate about gets old, gives you a level of um, burnout, maybe a term, but I think another term is also to understand that your passion is being absorbed by others. And um, in Intrinsic motivation can only last for so long. Yeah, that's true for a lot of occupations, especially if you're using your heart and soul right. to to get something done. And so 
you gave up. You, you shifted. So I did. I did. I um, I found that you know the the culture wasn't a very good fit to begin with. Um, so mm-hmm. some of the other um, some of the philosophies uh, where I was um, didn't quite fit with me and my personality and my aspirations. And then on top of it, I found myself just working more and more and more for something that the intrinsic passion started to wane a little bit. So all of those things kind of culminated in this one moment where uh, it just became absolutely necessary for me to stop and switch. So I took quite a bit of time off. I took almost half a year off to uh, study Python and SQL and some of the uh, code languages that are needed to become a data scientist. And I didn't really know if I was going to become a data scientist per se, but I did know that um, if I you if I learned these tools that I might become some sort of data analyst and kind of go into that modeling career where you mm-hmm. can say, you know, um, you're, where you can work with uh, like sales teams or something mm-hmm. like that, where you can say, you know, we predict that such and such uh, product is going to be the product of the year or we need to decrease spending in this area or this, you know, things like that I was already doing, right? Yeah. In my mindset, I was thinking I was going to help larger businesses to start and grow and yeah. um, use data to um, to do that. But it turned out that data science, which is um, significantly different from data analysis, um, there's data analysis that gets to to a certain point, and then data science is literally thus using the scientific method. You start with a hypothesis and um, some observations, and then you collect the data and you do experiments. And those experiments then turn into more observations that you record and create results and 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 conclusions. And those conclusions in my field of data science have turned into features and products for um, software. So that's been the um, the honor of my life to get to do because building things and inventing things is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have imagine. not found a problem that I have not found interesting. And I want to tell people that you work for uh, Science Logic. Absolutely. And, and tell us real quickly because we're about out of time. What is it that draws you? What do you think about science logic, and and what is it that draws you to it? All right, so uh, science logic is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, okay. And, and we're hiring. Um, <laughs> you know, this is a career transition show. We are hiring for okay. software engineers and all kinds of great positions. So um, had to put that one out there. Shameless plug. But um, <laughs> I actually wanted to work for Science Logic the first day that I had a meeting with them. And I was working at another company. It was a startup with about 11 people in it. And there were some people that um, were on my team at Build On Me mm-hmm. who knew people at Science Logic. And uh, we were going to work on a project together. We had a meeting, and I was impressed with every single person that I met since That's I walked in the door to the incredibly intelligent people who were in the room. We were talking about the project, but then one of the executives um, or project managers had said to me, well, what do you think about this idea? And we nerded out for like half an hour extra 
just talking about a product that I now am working on, right? It was his idea two years ago, three years ago, actually now. And, um, and he, he wanted to start building out some anomaly prediction. He wanted to start looking at things like event correlation for um, IT software that, that ScienceLogic um, provides and have this AI ML, kind of this, this AI run engine um, that would be able to make stronger predictions and help to reduce human error and also human um, eyeballs on screens watching all of these different servers and um, devices that we monitor. And I was also impressed um, by the values that they put on the wall. Be nerdy, be bold, you matter, empower success, and create wow. And I was like, this is where I want to work. And um, they didn't have a position for data scientists at the time. But I stayed in contact. And, um, you know, uh, I worked at another small business before I actually got the opportunity to uh, work at ScienceLogic. But when the position was open, they called me. And I was, it, it was one of those moments that felt like, this is why I work so hard. And this is, this is, this is what was meant to be. And um, it's weird to get emotional about work. But you are getting emotional about work. <laughs> but, it is. but it's been, it's, it's been everything I expected and more. Um, whereas I spent years and years and years hoping to go to the University of Virginia and it was, it was great, but it wasn't what I expected uh, in some ways. Um, it's, it was very competitive you know, and stuff. And then c- to come here and say, oh, yeah. well, maybe that's going to be the same. Maybe it's going to be the same kind of experience where you expect one thing and then it's not the same, but it's actually better than what I expected. And um, you know, thank you, God. Story is that, you know, the, the fascinating part about your story is that you – had a, a search. You went in different jobs, and then you found something that you really, really loved. And you couldn't have known that when you started. And you you came in enamored with it as you as you've grown with the company. Absolutely. And so uh, that's uh, my hats off to Science Logic, but also to you for being pers- persevering and to 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 know what you're looking for. And you. Did, you didn't know when you started off that you knew you were in, you know, something with data because data and migration, et cetera. Uh, but I have to tell your boss then, so uh, we'll keep that a secret. So we'll do that. Uh, do you have any final words? Because I think you are just marvelous and um, and a, and and a, a true spokesperson for career development for people who are. For anybody who is searching and, right. and looking for a place to call home. Right. And that's it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you can't always expect that there will be a final home for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've joined Science Logic in its um, you know, sixteenth year and how long? A sixteenth. Uh, it's been it's it's well over sixteen years old. Oh, a science logic. Yes, <laughs> not you. <laughs> no, <laughs> and and what and and what happens with amazing companies that have spent you know almost you know working on now two decades of really really hard work with incredibly hardworking software engineers and great teams that um, do really amazing work in sales and uh, creating a brand that is 
so worthwhile that it makes the the front line of the Forester wave and up in the top quadrant of Gardner, you know that companies like that, at some point in time, they um, they will grow. They will grow into something new, and there will be a new phase. What is uh, this? Is my last question for you? What is the one thing? That you can point to at Science Logic that you think is is has created their growth, or created their culture. I think that when they did the project to reveal what they thought their um, their values were, and everyone was a hundred percent on board with that, all the way from leadership down to everyone else and back up again, um, that the the values that we live go straight to the core of the company. And as we grow and, you know, especially in this next phase where there may be, you know, an even bigger expansion that creates a little bit of growing pains. Everybody grows, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know everybody's name anymore when I walk down the hallway. Those kinds of things that maybe some of the um, employees who've been there for a little while may miss, you know. Um those growing pains are going to be survivable because the core doesn't change. Thank you. And I think the company that you work for will thank you for the things that you've said about them. I've heard... They earned uh, it. They, they've earned it. I've talked to a lot of people who wish that they weren't in that in that company and and for a lot of reasons. But you found a company that you want to work for, and that's credit for you. It's all the credit for you. Thank you very much, Nicole. That's uh, Nicole Eikhoff. And she is an employee. Data scientist. What is is your title? I'm a data scientist at ScienceLogic. Data scientist at ScienceLogic. Thank you. You're so welcome, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Okay.